Hi, I'm Alan Smithson, and today we're speaking with Jeff Meisner, CEO of Sector 5 Digital, about their pioneering work on the Fantastic Journey Anatomy VR Ride, Forklift Training Simulator, and the work they did with Bell Helicopters, shortening design times from years to months. All of this and more on the XR for Business podcast. Jeff, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Alan. I am super excited. So, Jeff, you are doing some incredible work at Sector 5. Let's start with the Fantastic Journey Anatomy VR ride. This this just blows my mind. Yeah, I guess it, uh, just as a historical perspective on this, we've been working with this particular healthcare client for a couple of years now. And we started out initially doing a, um, a 3D uh, digital cadaver, basically, that uh, allowed them to um, do facial anatomy. And the company is in the business of doing injections into the face and hand. And so they needed a way to have safe areas so the, uh, the injectors would, uh, would have training. So we created a basic virtual training tool. And that was initially in 3D, not in VR, but uh, it was driven through our um, tablets and things like that. So it, it had kind of an AR component to it. People learn in 3D dramatically better than even just on a 2D screen. Yeah, exactly. And we actually did a, a conference which had over somewhere between two and 300 of their folks training um, with a massive uh, 3D screen in front of them. So it was used as a, as a training aid. And uh, really now it's gone global. So it, it started initially in the U.S. and got picked up by, uh, by this company because they are, they are a global company. And what they wanted to do really was take that uh, the next step, if you will. And so we're creating this, uh, what we call a, a VR fantastic anatomy journey. We're going to be taking their folks through, uh, well, if you know what fantastic journey is, most people do, but taking them through really through the human body. So you're going to have a really cool edutainment type experience whereby you're really going to be on somewhat of a, of a VR roller coaster. Although it being through the body, we're going to be adding some elements of teaching uh, at various points. So uh, it'll stop and you'll be asked questions. It's really the, the major focus is to be a, a very much a learning experience. But one of the things we're finding, and I know you are too, Alan, is if you make it fun for people, uh, it becomes a much more memorable experience and they want to do it again and again. Uh, we're combining kind of that gaming type element, if you will, with actual data and experience to, uh, to really make it something that their injectors are, are going to be learning from and not, not just the uh, entertainment element. When you guys started rolling out the 3D uh, digital cadaver, how were they measuring against baseline? So what was their baseline learning before? Just a textbook or? No, they were actually using live cadavers and cadavers, and this may sound a little gruesome, but they're somewhat hard to come by, especially outside of the U.S. They're the the regulatory uh, issues that you deal with are very very high the the barriers there when we came along with the virtual cadaver initially as I said it was it was really only being used in a very small area but when they realized um, that they could take this globally and they now didn't have the same barriers that they had in in the past that really opened things up for them and opened up their eyes as to uh, the value that this would bring it's really incredible medical is the 
by far and away leveraging virtual reality more than any other sector. I mean, design is kind of a close second. You've also done some work with design, and we'll get into that in a bit. But the medical industry is just ripe for disruption. I mean, buying a cadaver, uh, like you said, is, is onerous, is expensive, it's heavily regulated. And let's be honest, people don't really need that anymore with VR. Correct. And, and even if these sorts of things are, are used in front of the, the intensive training, like obviously there's a regulatory bodies and things like that will demand certain certifications and things like that. And, and some of that we can do, but uh, we also can be right in front of that to, again, make these experiences a little more, a little more fun, a little more engaging. Um, I will have to tell you that uh, one comment that we got from the training we did was uh, this lady actually said that our training was was more realistic than the cadaver, which I, I had to laugh because it's like, how could that possibly be? But the fact that she thought that this thing was so so immersive that it was actually better than the training on the cadaver um, really spoke to me. That's incredible. <laughs> That's nuts. If you think about it, you only get one shot at a cadaver if you're if you're pulling it apart and you really can't like split the face in part and, and look inside the brain if you want with VR you can take the whole skeletal layer right out you you can literally see the layers as you need to see them versus cutting into the skin there's definitely i think for the physical training of the the last part where you have to learn how to inject or that sort of thing you still need that feel you need to know how far you go down and you, there's a feeling to it and that i don't think will be replaced but when you're learning about the anatomy I don't think there's any better way. You can literally just remove, oh, I don't want the body to have any skin. Okay, there's there's the bones. This is really powerful. And a lot of people now, instead of what in the past, you know, they had to fly doctors and nurses, uh, nurse practitioners into uh, training centers. And the, the cost of, of doing that was amazing. Now they can go to these areas, to these doctors, set these things up, as you know. I mean, all you really need is a fairly small technology setup. Are you guys moving the stuff to Quest now, or are you still on uh, Vibes and, and Rifts? Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, we're fairly hardware uh, agnostic. So we've done projects in just about any type of hardware. Um, I will say we do have the strongest uh, partnership with HTC, with Vive. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about the forklift project. But yeah, I, I mean, it really doesn't matter to us. So We'll look at these, and as you know, the technology is changing so quickly right now, and so we will, we'll look at it from a perspective of what is the best technology available at the time for the client. Let's move from Fantastic Journey Anatomy VR, and let's talk about your forklift training, because you mentioned it a couple of times, and training people on moving vehicles, forklifts, excavators, anything where they have to drive around, it becomes really expensive. It's kind of like bringing a cadaver in, bringing people into a facility and letting them drive around on a forklift when they have zero experience uh, is a little bit dangerous, a little bit expensive. You've got to bring people in. But imagine giving them the ability to put on a headset, practice driving around a warehouse, practice some close calls, maybe some things fall off the shelf. You can practice scenarios that may happen in a warehouse but are very rare but you can give people that that real sense of practice before they even step on the machine so talk talk us through the forklift training and how that came to be sure sure as i mentioned we have a, a really strong partnership with htc vive and they were coming out with their new uh, vive i pro 
uh, headset, which has the, the eye tracking in it. And so we've been talking to them and we were ourselves trying to think of the best demo that we could go. Cause we had a conference coming up, the EWTS conference that was just in Dallas fairly recently. And uh, we were talking to them and we said, why don't we do something that's really going to be an enterprise type application that's going to take advantage of the new capabilities of the Vive iPro. And so we kind of went through a project scope with the folks at at Vive and uh, we came up with a forklift uh, training demo. What's unique and different about this one is utilizing the, the eye tracking software of the Vive iPro. And so we take the user through a a simulation where they essentially have, they're inside a forklift, they have to drive a forklift in a warehouse, and we give them some visual cues. For example, if if they look at the row of pallets that are in the warehouse, one of the pallets will will highlight in green, for example. So then they know, okay, that's that's where they need to go and, and pick up that pallet. And then we also have a a loading dock area where there's different like A through F, I think, uh, loading dock locations. So once they pick up the pallet, it's highlighted where they need to drop that pallet off on the loading dock. But in between that, that process, you know, we are tracking all of their eye movements. So for example, if they go, they pick up the pallet and they don't turn their head around to see what's behind them, we're tracking all of that. And I think where it really hit home was we put a, a replay function into um, the application. So someone would go through this experience and we timed it uh, specifically to be about a three minute experience because we knew we were taking it to a, a trade show, but we did a replay in, in double time. So we had about a one and a half minute replay and through the replay process, it shows exactly where their eyes were through the entire experience. That's super a, cool. Yeah. What are you able to do? What kind of insights are you able to glean from that? Basically, um, we also uh, kind of on the side, we, we had a, a point. We, we made it again. We made it a little fun, um, made it into a game with kind of a leaderboard. But um, you got points for doing things right. And then you got points uh, deducted for, for doing things wrong. So, for example, if you didn't turn your head when you were backing up or, or you didn't see the cones that were in the warehouse, you know, those sorts of things, you got points deducted. So we can actually take a, a visual, which is showing exactly where the eyes were, and here's where you got points deducted or where you got additional points for doing things right. So it's that training element that reinforces to them, oh, okay, yeah, my eyes, my eyes were down instead of looking up because I, I, ha- I should have been looking up higher to the, the third row of the pallets and things like that. So you have a you have a visual interpretation of what you've done, but you also have a co- combined with a, a scoring system to uh, to reinforce the points or, or or reinforce what what you did wrong. That's really impressive, and and one of the things that I think this will do for people is really shorten the training times because if you're training on a on a real machine and you don't do these things, we have no way as a trainer or as a somebody teaching you knowing whether you did it right or not in VR with the eye tracking. Now you can say, hey. You didn't do this right. Do it again until you get it right. And people can can repeat the training as often as much as they need to to perfect mastery. Are you seeing a decrease in training times with this as well? Yeah, that's um, we haven't gotten to the point because it is fairly new to now see. Okay, once they actually get on the forklift, is that reducing the training times? But that's a definite goal is to have those those metrics. And as I said before, this kind of can front end 
kind of that um, initial training that people get that's, you know, kind of fairly boring and people are just, you know, they, they kind of, they want to get on the actual forklift. Well, let's do things be ahead of that so that when they get on the forklift, they're not, they're not hurting themselves or they get, they have the concept of, I've got to turn my head. I've got to look, you know, those, those sorts of things. So um, I think that's, that's yet to come, but that is definitely the goal of this moving forward. The other thing that we noticed um, at EWTS, because we had over a hundred different corporations take this forklift uh, demo and and try it out at the show. And what we noticed was a lot of them were saying, yeah, we have over a thousand forklifts of all different types, because I know that there has been some really immersive forklift training done in the past for specific forklift manufacturers. And that's fantastic probably as a next step. The issue, though, is that a lot of these corporations have four or five different forklift manufacturers. So to have something a little more generic that kind of front ends that process uh, is very valuable for them. And I would think that uh, despite the fact that there's 20 different types of forklifts, the safety protocols are probably very similar regardless of the machine itself. Exactly. Hey, you need to follow your eyes. You're, you need to be alert. You need to be looking all around. Those, those sorts of things are, are absolutely the same regardless now, of, of the type of forklift or regardless of the type of warehouse or materials. So that's what really makes this exciting. One other thing that I, I thought would be really cool is making a, an option where it's like an open play version where it, you can have fire come out the back of your forklift and it can go really fast. <laughs> maybe some missiles or something, you know, no, maybe not. I'm you sure know? our studio would love to add that, Alex. <laughs> yes. You got to shoot the boxes instead of pick them up. Yeah, so you, you, uh, you recently deployed 200 virtual reality headsets for a large airline. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that, the exciting thing about that, and I think this is part of the value that, that XR brings, is that we did a project, and this is, is going back over five years ago. We did a project for the world's largest airline, whereby they were uh, placing, at the time, the largest commercial aircraft purchase. And we modeled all of um, their business class and first class cabins in, in 3D. So we used these 3D models. We did a, a website for them. We did uh, kiosks, like in-terminal activations for them. And so these digital assets that have been, been used uh, and been around for over five years, we then took those digital assets in, into VR. And uh, we showed that off. We initially did four headsets at their leadership conference. And then their global sales uh, executives just, just went crazy over it. And they said, this is exactly what we need in uh, Brazil and in Japan and in Europe and all over the world. Because when our sales folks are sitting down with these corporate buyers, and these buyers are tr- trying to decide if they want to travel on, on this airline or another airline, we can actually take these headsets, um, and we put it into the uh, Oculus Go headset, and and we could take these headsets, give them to these corporate travel buyers and say, put this on. This is what your uh, executives would be experiencing if they were traveling on the new 777-300 in first class or business class. And here's the bar, and they can explore the cabin, and they can see how the seats fold down. And they can uh, check out the, the workspace and all of those things. So that was really revolutionary to them, having that experience and making it much more immersive. 
and it's really fundamentally changed the game for them. They're taking the headsets and they're going to like trade shows or to customer meetings. Like, how are they using it? Yeah, they're actually taking them to customer meetings. Um, and now, as you know, as you know, the barriers to entry with the technology has has now come down to make this this opportunity available. And also, the fidelity of the headsets themselves have gotten so much better that they're actually going to to meetings with these corporations because these are like global two thousand corporations that you know their executives are are traveling millions of miles um, on various airlines and international travel. And so they're actually taking that in into those meetings and and not only telling those corporate travel buyers about all the benefits of, of traveling on this airline, but also they can actually put them in and make it a more immersive experience. So we went from training people on forklifts to selling people on airlines. Yeah. Oh, no. And and digital digital cadavers. Like, holy crap. So you guys are at the forefront of medical industrial and sales. And there's one more big one that, that before we put a pin on the American, I guess I can say what the company is since you said it was the largest American airlines. Sure. Um, how, how are they comparing the sales with and without it? Is there a, is there a way to do that or are they just anecdotally saying it's better? Well, they, they've done their own internal, but unfortunately for competitive reasons, they're, we're not allowed to say that, you know, how much, but yeah, they definitely had some kind of before and after AB type testing as to how it was before and the response versus how it is now. One project that I know you can talk about, cause we talked about it previously and I know there, there's some massive, uh, savings being gained here, but that's uh, the project you did for bell helicopters. Yeah. I think let's talk about that. These guys designed a helicopter and took it from years to months. Yes. And really this was, we had been working with Bell for uh, a few years. We had done a, a VR experience for one of their military aircraft that, that had not yet, had not actually been built yet, but it was a project that they were, were selling to the military. And so we did a, we did a VR experience for them, which, which took them on kind of a, a mission, if you will. But it was really an eye-opening experience for the CEO of Bell he's a game changer. I mean, he is, is such a forward thinking leader and he really wanted to transform Bell uh, from a, a really historical, very engineering centric uh, military helicopter manufacturer to be a, a leading edge uh, technology provider of, of urban mobility uh, solutions. And this was part of the journey was when, when he saw the response uh, at this particular show and this show is uh, it's called AUSA. It's uh, one of the largest, uh, world's largest army show, I believe. And he, when he saw the response there, he said, we need to be thinking more like, like the car companies. And we need to be coming out with concept aircraft and, and things like that. And, and he challenged his team, which um, he had uh, created an innovation team with, within Bell. And he challenged his team and he said, okay, this was basically October and they had on the commercial side, they had their, the world's largest commercial helicopter show coming up in March. And he said, I want a concept aircraft on the show floor in March. And so basically from October to March, which uh, ended up being less than six months, we went from the sketches of the aircraft, over 100 sketches, to 3D models, put the 3D models into VR actually had Bell's test pilots uh, put the headset on 
and give us different changes back and forth of, of the aircraft. And we went through that iterative process and, and came out the other end with only a single one-to-one scale mock-up of this aircraft. And we were on the show floor at, at Heli Expo uh, in March. And, oh, by the way, we also incorporated two, uh, uh, two Microsoft HoloLens experiences in, into that one, one for the pilot and one for the passenger. But it was really revolutionary in that um, it was really one of the one of the best use cases of Enterprise XR that taking a process that historically had taken them years uh, to go through and multiple um, models and and to get to that point, and we shrunk that down uh, into less than six months. Well, I mean, if that's any indication, it looks like right across the board, you guys have been in, in medical in industrial in sales marketing and design you guys have touched everything sector 5 digital is kind of like this this powerhouse of of design in spatial computing and i'm really excited for what's next so jeff what is one problem in the world that you want to see solved using xr technologies i think it goes back to the the training uh, i think if we can take people out of the environments that are like hazardous uh, safety environments, and we can provide training to them um, such that they can learn to the point that they no longer have to be exposed into these environments, not only in a training perspective, but have the knowledge and capabilities that eliminates any sort of future hazards in those environments. I think that that to me is 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 an area that's absolutely ripe for this technology, and I'm so excited about the future and, and how, how we can uh, help people in, in those environments down the road. And with that, this has been the XR for Business podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Alan. It was a Thank pleasure. You. Being an influencer on LinkedIn in the XR field uh, really has opened up an opportunity for us to not only understand what corporations are looking for in virtual augmented mixed reality and artificial intelligence, but also from the aspect of the startups, studios, developers, and enthusiasts out there and what they need. So what we decided to do after getting hundreds and hundreds of messages is to open up XR Ignite to the entire XR community of startups, studios, individuals, passionate people, and really to build a new community that brings together everybody who's passionate about this technology for a low cost and allow them to contribute to learn and to get better across the whole industry. That is really the reason why we started XR Ignite, to hyper accelerate the XR for business industry, business and education. And one of the things that we just keep noticing is that there's so many resources out there. There's the VRAR Association, which we're partners with. There are reports coming out daily, but there's no one source where people can come together and start just having conversations around how to get better in this industry. And that's why we started XR Ignite. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're in the corporate side, if you're a startup, if you're an individual, if you're an enthusiast, sign up today at xrignite.com and you'll be getting access to new reports, investor lists, media lists, exclusive content, interviews with our mentors. We have over 56 mentors. And if you're a startup and you pay an annual fee, you'll actually have the opportunity to book a one-on-one one hour call with one of the mentors. What we're doing with that 
is we're actually recording those sessions, we're transcribing them, taking out any personal information, and we're making those transcripts available to all members. So I think XR Ignite is gonna drive a lot of value for anybody in this industry who's looking to up their game, and also for corporates who want a real insight as to what technology is coming out. So I would encourage everybody to sign up at xrignite.com, and I really look forward to driving value, executing on our mission to hyper-accelerate XR for business and education.